This is the Old Radio Show's podcast. to hear is true. Details are supplied from official case files by the South African police. Only names and places have been changed to protect the innocent people involved. Johannesburg, January the 13th, 8.43 p.m. On the 14th floor of a block of flats in Hillbrow, the caretaker comes across a young woman standing looking out over the night lights of the city. The young woman is holding a baby. Uh, uh, good evening. Good evening. Can I, uh, can I help you? You, uh, you looking for somebody? No. Been, um, been visiting somebody, have you? Yeah. You, uh, you shouldn't be standing around like this, you know. It uh, gets very chilly when the sun's gone down. Um, yeah. Haven't you, um, you got anywhere to go? Why don't you come to my flat? The wife will give you a cup of tea or something. No. Thank you. You, uh, you know, uh, I don't want to get nasty, but um, strictly speaking, you're, you're trespassing. I mean, uh, if you've got no business here, uh, well, I could ask you to leave. You being kind, what's the matter? Are you in some kind of trouble? Oh, uh, no, don't cry. Don't come near me. I'm not going to hurt you. Don't touch me. That's far enough. If you're coming in here, I'll throw the baby over. Oh, now, look, miss, I, I, I don't mean you any harm. If you're in some kind of trouble, I'd like to help if I, if I can. Nobody who could do anything. You know, it's been my experience in life. There's nothing as hopeless as it seems. And there's always somebody who's worse off than you are yourself. Why don't you come to the flat? No. I know what's on your mind, and it'd be a sin. Beautiful girl like you and a young baby. Your life hasn't even started yet. My life is over and done. That's no way to talk. Uh, here, come and have a cup of tea. No. Oh, I don't want to leave you here. I should be staying long. Would you like my wife to come and talk to you? No. You're making things very difficult. I, look, I, I'd like to stay with you and keep your company a bit, but uh, Edna will be wondering what's happened to me. You, uh, you like talking to me, don't you? <sighs> Don't mind. Yeah, well, yeah. All right, well, now, you, you just hang on a sec. Uh, hang on, I'll show you a minute. p.m. The caretaker, a Mr. Asher, rushes down to his wife, who is in their flat on the ground floor. Murray! Morris, whatever's the matter with There's you? There's a suicide up on the 14th floor. Not another one. There is. Got a baby with her, too. Oh, shame, poor little thing. What are you going to do? I can't handle this myself. I've tried talking to her. 
I went as though to go and stand beside her, and she got all hysterical. Oh. I got the fright of my life. I thought she was going to do it then. Oh, would it help if I talked to her? She doesn't want to talk. Everything I suggest she says no to, and, and cries. So, so what are you going to do? I'm going to call the police. Oh, okay. Well, if she was by herself, it'd be different. But she's got that baby with her. She threatened to throw it over. Oh, Morris, she didn't. She did. We'll get the fine spot on the job. Oh. Hello, please. Yes. Look, I'm in Trevenna Heights. It's in Ilbrow. Yes. I've got a woman here with a baby. She's very upset, and I think she's planning on jumping. I've had people like that up here before, but I've never had one with a baby. Uh, won't you send somebody to lend a hand? Uh, what's your name, please? Asher. Maurice Asher. I'm the caretaker. And your telephone number? Double four seven three nine six. Six. Uh, I'll be along there in a couple of minutes. Sir. Thanks. Fourteenth floor. Eh? Now I've got it. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Now what? Well, you get up there. I'll wait down here for the police. Right, Morris. Hello, my dear. What's all this? What's the trouble? Please go away. Oh, now, what sort of talk is that? I'm not against you. I'd like to help if I can. What's the trouble? Nothing. You're not up here for nothing. We've had people like you up here before. Such a waste. And you with a beautiful baby. Yes. I can see you're not an unmarried mother. You've got a wedding ring. Has your husband left you? No. What then? Ah, oh, there's no problem so big that it can't be discussed and straightened out. Oh, I've had problems in my life, I can tell you. Morris and me, oh, that's my husband, we used to have a diamond-cutting business. Diamond-cutting and manufacturing jewelers. Hmm. Morris's partner did him down. Business went bust. At our time of life. Now, where's the justice in that? But it's no good sitting around crying. You have to get on with life. Hmm. Look at us now. We're comfortable enough. Not Harton, it's not even Seraldine, but we're comfortable. So you see, you're not the only one with troubles. Now, why don't you come and talk inside? We've got a nice little flat on the ground floor. We, we can give you something to eat or a drink, maybe. Yeah, yeah, wrong yeah. Who's that? My husband. Who's he got with him? Now, how would I know? Well, we had to get help. Good evening, lady. Don't you come near me. No, 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 no. Take it easy. Let's not get excited. Keep away. If you're coming in here, I'll throw my baby over. Oh, what a wicked sin that I will. Oh. I mean it. I think she does. She said that to me when I first found her. Now, listen, lady. Nobody's going to hurt you. There's not going to be any trouble. We think you should come away from here. And go where? Somewhere comfortable. I like it here. Now, come along, lady. Keep away. What more step in the baby go? Oh, you're a wicked young woman. All right, all right. That's enough. Let's not lose our heads. I've never heard of such a thing in all my life. Edna, come away. Yeah, shouting's not going to help. Nothing's going to help. I'm going to... Sit up on this wall. Morris, Morris, look what she's doing. Edna, please. Lady, come down off that wall. Try and make me. You know I can't. That's right. You make one false move and over goes the baby. And I'll follow Oh, Morris, Morris, I can't stand it. Now, look, sir, I think it would be best if you left this to us. Eh? You just take your wife out of it, please. Edna, he's oh, right now. No. Come away. There's nothing we can oh. do. We're silly hanging around and torture oh, yourself. Oh, she's this way. Just come so young. Come down. beautiful come baby. On. She's got everything to live for, Morris. It just doesn't seem right. Oh, you, you should be ashamed of yourself. It's wickedness. 
Yes. You'd better go downstairs, too, and tell Control what's going on. Yes, all right. And, uh, Henny. Yeah? Don't let any more people along here. There's been enough fuss already. Right. Uh, what's your name? My name's Alan. Alan Smale. I'm from the border area. Farming people. You? My, uh, my dad wanted me to go farming, but I, I said no. I hadn't seen anything, been anywhere. <laughs> Farming's not a job. It's a way of life. Start work with the sun and pack it up when the sun's gone. It's a long day. You have to have early nights to get through the days. <laughs> oh, well. Maybe I'll go to it later. <sighs> Where are you from? How old's your baby? Well, I, I'd say it was about four months. Am I right? Is it a girl or a boy? <laughs> you know, it's a funny thing about babies. You can place an order, but there's no guarantee about the stock you'll get. Do you want a hanky? You, you can have mine. Don't come near me. I don't want any tricks. No, no, no. Take it easy, I was just being friendly. I know what you're after. You're trying to get close enough to me to pull me in, but it won't work. <laughs> you know, you, you've got a nice voice. I thought you were never going to talk to me. Won't you come down off that wall? No. It's an awful long way to the ground, you know. More than a couple of hundred feet. I know what I'm doing. You know, I can understand your wanting to do something like this. I mean, if you feel you've got nothing to live for, but... But to take the baby with you. What harm has he done? It's a sheep. All right. Why do you want to take her with you? Because she'd be better off with me. Do you think you've got the right to decide? I'm her mother. She's mine. Only for about 19 or 20 years or so. She's only on loan to you, you know. You realize she'll get married and be off on her own? Oh, no, she won't. You're very bitter. I've been through a lot that's made me that way. What's the trouble? I just don't want to live anymore. Why? Because it's not worth it. What's made you like this? <laughs> you, you can tell me. Don't want to, eh? Well, never mind. You'll tell me when you're ready. Why don't you go away and leave me alone? I'd rather stay here with you. You're just trying to keep me talking, aren't you? I'm not trying to do anything. I, I just don't want you jumping down to the street, that's all. Haven't you got anybody to talk to? What about your husband? Where's your family? They wouldn't like to see you up here, you know. Caretaker found you, eh? Oh, you seem like quite a nice sort to me. I think for him it would all be over now. You can still do it if you want to. And I will. Those people collecting down there in the street. I'll give them a show. I shan't be long. You're wanting to see me jump? Well, I shall. I'll give you something to talk about. 
9.34 p.m. Constable Smale's partner, Constable Henny von Bach, is talking to Control on the patrol car's radio. Nine to Control. Come in. Over. Control to car number nine. I'm receiving you. Over. That woman with a baby on Trevenna Heights. We need help. There's quite a crowd gathering there. They're blocking the traffic. Over. All right. We'll send help. What's the situation? Over. My partner's up there with her. She's perched up on a wall with the baby in her lap. If anyone makes a move towards her, she threatens to throw the baby down and jump after it. But my partner's talking to her. He's talking to her all the time. Over. Do you think he's going to manage to persuade her to come down? Over. I don't know. It's a very difficult situation. You see, it's not as if one of us could distract her while the other one made a grab. She's at the end of a sort of balcony thing. You can only get up to her one at a time. Over. Could we rig nets on the floor underneath? Over. I reckon if we tried, she'd jump. Over. I think I'd better inform an officer. Over. Right. But my partner's doing very well. What is that? Over. It's the crowd here. They've just seen the girl holding the baby over 14 stories of nothing. Dripping with perspiration from the tension and his efforts to hold the girl's attention, is taking his tunic off. I, uh, I didn't think it was, um, so hot tonight. What are you doing with that jacket? I'm just taking it off. This is a trick. Forget it. Look, I'm holding the baby out of my arm. Please, don't do anything silly. Just wait and talk to me. Don't you try any funny business with that jacket. I won't. I give you my word. Holding it over my arm, I'll put it over the wall behind me. Here. Here we are. See? Now, please put your baby on your lap again. I just don't get any bright ideas. You know, if you're not careful, you're going to fall. Then it'll all be over, won't it? I don't understand. Beautiful girl like you... You obviously come from nice people. You've got nice clothes. Why are you doing this? Because I've got nothing to live. Now, I'm sure you're mistaken. You don't know. Well, how can I know unless you tell me? It's your friend. Alan. Yes? Can I have a word with you? Yes, all right. Now, you just hang on a sec. I, I shan't be a minute. How are you doing? Oh, I'm battling that. I thought she was going to drop that baby just now. Yeah, so did I. What happened? Yeah, I was just taking my tunic off and she thought it was some sort of a trick. Have you told control what's going on? Yes. And? They're sending help. Uh-huh. What sort of help? More men to cope with the crowd and control thinks it's best that an officer should come and take charge. Mm, yes, good. How are you doing here? Oh, she hasn't jumped yet. Are you going to get her off that wall? I don't know. Well... You'd better think of something. But this is the 14th floor, right? Right. Well, what's on the roof? Ooh, flat boys' quarters, I suppose. Why? No, I'm just thinking. It won't be safe to do anything while she's holding the baby. I, 
I've got to get that baby away from her somehow. Yes, but how are you going to do that? I don't know. I'm praying for inspiration. Listen, I, I think I'll go and talk to her some more. Huh? You go and get a net. What sort of net? Well, ask control to see what the fire brigade's got. Okay. I wish you luck. Thanks. I'll need it. Won't you come down? No. What happened to make you like this? I had a baby. <laughs> well, lots of women do that, but they don't want to go and jump off the tallest building in town. They don't have husbands like mine. Giving you a bad time, eh? Are you married? No. When your wife, when you get one, is having a baby, be good to her. Oh, sure I will. She's going to need you. She'll be big and, and feel ugly with it. Her feet and ankles will swell. She'll feel the biggest frock for miles around. She'll be jealous of every woman who isn't pregnant. She wants a few sweet words, a little tenderness. She'll need reassuring. She'll, she'll want you to tell her that she's still the most beautiful and important woman in your life. Do you understand? Yes. I think I do. She'll be able to do without you telling her what a sight she is, how gross and unattractive, disgusting even. Don't say things like that to her. No. I won't. She'll be looking forward to the baby. She'll want to hear it cry. Hold and feed it. She'll think it's a little miracle. She won't want you telling her that it's the last thing in the world you wanted, that it was a mistake, that it never break her heart. She wouldn't be able to believe that you still loved her. Actions speak louder than words, you see. You remember that, won't you? Yes, sir. I will. And at the last minute, just before the baby's born, don't go running to another woman. Wait. Be patient. Realize that what you shared with your wife before she was pregnant will come round again. Only it'll be more so. Your love will be fulfilled because of the baby. Your relationship will be richer. You see that? I do. Really? Really. You're a nice boy. <laughs> I, I was just thinking what a terrific person you are. I used to be. And you can be again. Time's a great healer. I've got no one. No parents? No, they died. No brothers, sisters? An only child. What about your baby? I don't want her to endure the misery I've been through. I had no idea that life could hold such bitterness. When you've loved and trusted the way I did, life seems like a bad joke. Oh, you'll love again. There's somebody somewhere who'd love to have the opportunity of looking after you. Of hurting me again. No, no, no. You'd be luckier the next time. I know you would. I can't believe it. What, um, what do you call your baby? Angela. Means angel, doesn't it? Yes. She is. And you're going to deny her the chance of growing up? Yes. Why? Give me one good reason why she should live. Well, she's a person in her own right. With a soul of her own. 
I don't think you've the right to decide for her. I'm her mother. And as her mother, it's your duty to protect her. I'm going to. I'm going to protect her from all the terrible things that life could do to her. So you're going to take her life before it's even begun? You're, you're going to murder her? Alan, come in. Uh, just excuse me for a minute, will you? Wait. What? Downstairs to the caretaker's wife. But don't be too long. You need help? Yes. Did you get the net? Yes. They sent it over in a patrol van. Why, have you got an idea? Yes. Listen, take a couple of fellows with you and go up onto the roof. You'll need the net. Whatever you do, don't make a noise. No talking. And watch your big feet. <laughs> Look who's talking. What do you want us to do? Well, I'm going to keep her occupied. I'll talk to her the way I have been doing. Now, you lean over the wall above... And be ready with a net. Have it bunched out, you know. And on the signal, you swing it down onto her. Instinctively, she'll duck away from it. And that'll be towards me in safety. Well, a bit risky, isn't it? Mm, I don't think so. Anyway, we've got to do something. Has anybody from headquarters arrived? Yes, uh, Colonel Vermeulen. Uh, what does he say? Oh, he asked how you were doing. And I said it looked as though you were doing very well. Oh, good. Well, show him the baby, and that'll prove to him at least that I'm on the right lines. Okay. And don't waste any time. Get up onto the roof of that nest. Right. Oh, what's the signal? Well, if you lean over up there, you'll be able to hear what I'm saying. Um, I'll pretend to sneeze, and the moment I do, bring the net down. I only hope it works. It's got to work. 10.27 p.m. The crowd in the streets has grown. Newspaper reporters and cameramen have arrived. News of the sensational suicide bid has spread. Morbid sightseers from coffee bars and restaurants have gathered on the pavement. They've even invaded the foyer of Trevenna Heights. Only firm police action keeps them from going up to the 14th floor and interfering with the efforts of Constable Smale and his colleagues. Constable Smale keeps the young woman talking. He doesn't know with any certainty whether his partner, Constable Honenberg, has carried out the instructions regarding the net. There has been no sign from above. It's amazing how far you can see from up here. Yes. I've never been up here before. First and last time for me, too. You really mean it, don't you? Yes. You honestly think you've got nothing to live for? That's right. But what about your child? My child doesn't need me. I'd say she needs you very much. <laughs> I'll bet she's still bawling her head off down there. Survive. Who's going to love her? She's a dear little thing. Someone will give her a home. You could do that. No. How old are you? Twenty-three. Come, there's plenty of time for you to recover from this. Meet somebody else and love again. Then you could give Angela a home. You'd be happy too. 
Life's very sweet, you know. Very precious. Well worth living. I just don't happen to think so. <sighs> just look at all those lights, eh? Thousands of homes. Thousands of lives. It's amazing how they shimmer. <laughs> I thought only stars did that. And there. That must be Turfontaine, the Zettenville. Over there, to the east. I should think you can see as far as Bradpan. See? Ooh, this light here is very deceptive, isn't it? Cold? Yes, a bit. Ugh. I think I'm getting a dose of the sniffles. I won't keep you much longer. Uh, excuse me. I think I... think I'm going to... Now! over the parapet above where the young woman was sitting, swung the bunched-up net down and inwards with as much force as they could muster. The woman was caught completely unawares. She fell off the wall towards the waiting arms of Constable Snail. Later, the young woman was rehabilitated and reunited with her child. She subsequently married again. Constable Snail was highly recommended because of his ingenuity and capable handling of a very tricky situation. They prowl the empty streets at night, waiting. In fast cars, on foot, living with crime and violence, these men are on duty 24 hours out of every 24. They face dangers at every turn, expecting nothing less. They protect the people of South Africa. These are the men of Squad Cars. <laughs> Listen next Sunday evening to another authentic story in our dramatic South African police series, Squad Cars, produced for Sonovision Studios by Colin Fish and directed by David Gooden.